Welcome to the Gig Boss Podcast, a show about artistry and industry in music. My name is Adam Meckler, and it's my mission to get you the tools to have a thriving career. I'm on the road right now. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, playing some klezmer music with some really awesome musicians who I used to play with in the Minneapolis days. I was flown down here by uh, Joe Voss, who wrote a show about George Gershwin that he calls now. I think he calls it George Gershwin the Klezmer. It used to be the soul of Gershwin, I think, when I played the show. But it was a recurring show at a theater. Really interesting about George Gershwin's music and how, how the music of the old country, the shtetl, klezmer music, influenced jazz music. And because George Gershwin was such a huge figure in early Tin Pan Alley music, the show is about his upbringing as a Jewish person and the music of the synagogue and he like literally you know copped melodies from the synagogue to write some of his tunes like summertime really famous tunes that probably lots of us know anyways that's what i'm doing i'm in a hotel room so i just thought i'd give you an update instead of doing like a full episode i've got some interviews coming up in the next couple weeks but I thought I'd give you an update on the 17 Singles in 17 Weeks project that I've been doing with Lulu's Playground. It's been a really interesting project, really fun thing for me to experiment with. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened to the first episode where I talked about Weeks 1 and 2, I'm going to talk about Weeks 3 and 4 now. So we've got four singles that we've released. Basically what we've done is we've taken a project where we composed 17 short songs to go along with 17 paintings of circus entertainers, circus sideshow entertainers. And we are releasing them one by one, one per week for 17 weeks. Which reminds me that I have to pitch this week's one to editorial playlists. But I will get on that ASAP. So what we're noticing is kind of crazy and I'll get right in it here. I'm taking a look at my Spotify for Artists page now, which is a pretty killer app that I would suggest you get on. If you're not on it already, you just jump on Spotify for Artists, you claim your artist profile, and then you can see data. Uh, it's really great data. It's like where people are listening from, how many people are listening, how many people have streamed, how many streams, all that good stuff. So we have now... Let's see, I'm going to change this to Lifetime. We have now four singles that are up. The first one, so what I, what I mentioned last time was that one of, the, one of the techniques, techniques, I don't know, one of the things that I did was I blasted my email list and I was like, hey, go listen to this as many times as you can. And... That definitely happened. A lot of people went and listened to the first single. And by a lot of people, I mean like a couple hundred. Like it wasn't that many people. But I said in my email blast, like, look, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go there. I need you to, to stream it as many times as you can and, you know, follow the page. And this is how we're going to break the Spotify algorithm, so to speak. <laughs> so... What we've noticed is that each single we've released thus far, save for the one that came out a couple of days ago, and sometimes it takes a couple of days for this to happen, each one has made it onto Spotify algorithmic playlists. Algorithmic playlists are 
when someone searches for something, searches for something that's maybe niche, that maybe doesn't have an editorial playlist, or that does, and then there's something that's kind of curated specifically for the listener. Spotify has this thing where they say, hey, we made this playlist specifically for you based on the music you listen to, based on your search criteria. And that those are algorithmic playlists. So those are, those are not curated by a human. The editorial playlists, as the person who runs Spotify for artists says, every editorial playlist pitch is listened to by a human. You can believe that or not, but that's what the person says. So that's a different thing. That's like somebody is personally curating these massive playlists that have hundreds of thousands of followers, sometimes millions of followers. And so your songs can like really get a lot of plays very quickly when they land on editorial playlists. My Adam Eckler page has a song that went on Lo-Fi Cafe playlist and it's over 100 and I don't even know how many, 120,000 streams or 115,000 streams-ish. So it has gone up pretty fast and that's like instrumental trumpet jazzy licks, you know what I mean? The Spotify algorithmic playlist has been really fascinating to watch with this Lulu's Playground account. So Lulu's Playground is a band that I started with some friends like way back in 2008, 2009. It's accordion, trumpet, cello, and guitar. We play like weird chamber, jazz, classical, improvisatory, French cafe kind of stuff. And I mention that stuff in editorial playlists. I talk about how it's like French cafe influences. And I think that is the buzzword that has been or the buzzwords those are the buzzwords that have been propelling us into the spotify algorithm that's my hunch but it's hard to say since we started 39 percent of the streams have come from people that have come from our own profile and catalog so that means those are like our own personal listeners people who come to our site from social media from email blasts and then 60% of our streams have been from Spotify algorithmic playlists, okay? The curve on this is pretty ridiculous. You know, our listeners has gone from nine. I think we basically started at zero when we started this project. I had uploaded a single and an album and hadn't really said much about it. I, I did post about it on social media once just to be like, hey, Lulu's Playgrounds music is going up on streaming finally. This is stuff that had been pre-recorded. Um, so I'm releasing this new stuff as if it's brand new, uh, all these 17 singles, even though it was released technically as like a booklet and a download card, I decided like, let's just release it like it's new. It was never on streaming. This makes sense. It really fits the Spotify model, what Spotify wants, so to speak, which is frequent releases of short songs. And uh, obviously that can make uh, artists feel like they're in a box, but you know, I thought let's do this as an experiment. And so what I found is that we've gone from nine listeners, nine monthly listeners to 2,246 monthly listeners within four weeks. Okay. Four weeks of releasing singles in uh, four weeks in a row. That's insane. Okay. Our streams uh, are at 5,065. Um, which is an 84,000% change. You know, it's ridiculous numbers there. And our followers have gone to like 16. So it's it's not crazy the number of followers we're getting, but they have increased from a small number to 16. And that's pretty consistent with what I found with my other stuff too um, on my Adam Eckler page, which is like people don't generally like go to the artist and hit follow. And I mean, maybe maybe my songs aren't just re just aren't resonating 
like that for all intents and purposes. It's like instrumental music. And so maybe people aren't the same way in terms of like going to follow an artist as they would be with somebody who, you know, they really connect with the lyrics of their song. But be that as it may, they're, you know, we've got 16 followers. We've we've had 5,065 streams and 2,246 listeners. And this is in the last 28 days. So this is the last four releases. Um, so we're at 2,246 monthly listeners right now, up from nine in week one when we started this thing. That is absolutely stupid. That is stupid. That is, Those are stupid numbers. Like, and it's, it's not even crazy. Like, it's not... It's not like getting millions and millions and millions of streams, right? This is like a baseline. This is a this is a, a a starting point. But this is really cool to see because this band has always been one of my favorite groups to play with. I always thought it was really interesting and special and unique. And there were never that many people that heard the music. I mean, we did tour. We toured back to, to New York City and back. And we played a lot locally, you know, and we rehearsed a ton. Like, we really built a great chemistry as a band, and to see like Yeti get almost 2,000 streams within a couple of weeks, like that's really exciting and interesting. And what we're noticing is that, so the very first single started with a couple hundred plays and then it hit Spotify algorithmic playlists and it is now at 1,100, 1,105 plays. That's, that's the one track that was recorded live. But when you look at the streams over the course of the last four weeks, it has remained steady at about, let me take a look here, at about 50 streams a day. That's pretty cool. About 50 streams a day is what this track is getting, and 75% of the streams it's gotten so far of 1,105, uh, 75% are from Spotify algorithmic playlists. You know, 323 listeners in the United States, 125 in France. It's like you can see all this stuff in the Spotify for Artists page. World, uh, the second one that we released was world's tallest man no the second one we released was yeti yeti so yeti's been out now this is the beginning of the third week of yeti yeti is at 1963 streams this is getting about 120 streams a day and 69 percent are from spotify algorithmic playlists that is kind of insane and awesome world's tallest man is at 1744 streams this has been out now in its second week and it just started going up again. It was getting about, uh, I would say, maybe 80 streams a day. And the last couple of days, it's been getting 175, 180 streams a day. It's now at about 43% of those plays are from Spotify algorithmic playlists. So that is pretty cool and exciting. And then the most recent one, it's like it really hasn't been streamed much. It's been streamed about 182 times since it came out on Friday. And this is just like I'm talking on Sunday, so two days later. So it hasn't been streamed much. It hasn't hit Spotify f- uh, algorithmic playlists yet. I did pitch this one to editorials. It's like I'm just kind of waiting and seeing what happens. I'm kind of hoping that over the course of the 17 weeks, these singles continue to grow. They continue to get picked up on algorithmic playlists. And maybe one or two of them gets picked up on editorial, and then it really starts to kind of grow the audience that this band has. I'm applying for a grant uh, in the next month probably to get this band back in the studio to be able to release some new, new stuff. And this is kind of all, you know, it's like in in the back of my mind, like grand scheme kind of picture. It's like, hey, is there a way for us to build on this momentum too? So over the course of 17 weeks, we release all this stuff. 
maybe in the fall we do a tour and then we do a recording session we'll record a whole bunch of new material and we release it maybe in the same way maybe maybe we tailor our releases to this sort of like single format or something this is pretty fascinating to me and i hope that it's helpful to just to watch this happen and to help kind of inform your release strategy for next for your next album if you're not maximizing the number of times that you can pitch to editorial playlists, the number of times that you can push people to your Spotify page. In in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. And I don't want to say that because it's not definitive. Like there's lots of different ways to release music and there's lots of ways that work. Artists make a lot of things work. Artists are creative and do interesting things with physical albums. I'm totally all about everything that any artist can do to make stuff happen. I also think, hey, there's this tool called Spotify that we shake our fist at and we've kind of refused to learn how to play whatever game that they want us to play. And my whole goal with this was just like, let me see. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Let's see if we can play the game and build a listenership and maybe eventually monetize that listenership and maybe eventually sell some tickets through that listenership. But maybe that's possible. Maybe a France tour is possible. You know, it's like in the back of my mind, we got a lot of listeners from France. I'm like, hey, maybe that, maybe it's possible to build something off of this that goes that direction. That's exciting to me, too. All right, that's it. That's it for today. I want to tell you about the Gig Boss app. My wife and I created this app called Gig Boss. And it's a way for you to organize your freelance music career and your band leader career. I freelance in lots of bands and I lead my own bands. This is why I created this thing because it was really hard to keep track of all the details. And you can create groups, you can create events, you can tag groups to events, people can accept or decline gig invites via email, and you can keep track of like who has accepted and who has declined as a band leader. You can see how much everybody gets paid. If you are somebody who's accepting the invite, you'll only see what you get paid. The band leader can see what everybody gets paid. So there's just like certain privacy things that are obvious and make sense from a band leader's perspective. So if you're a band leader, it's a great tool. If you're a freelancer, it's awesome for tracking all your various different stuff. And then in your past gigs tab, you can see all the details from all the gigs you played all year long when you're going back to taxes. We're actually building a books page right now that'll be launched soon where you'll you'll get like totals of money in, money out for a month, for a year, based on the group that you whatever group you can like you can use a drop down menu to choose the group that you want to see totals for and then eventually that stuff will all be exportable to Excel spreadsheets. That's what we're working on. That's what we're working on right now. I'm really excited about it. We're trying to grow this thing. And one way you can help is to go download that app and try organizing all your stuff with it. And, and then like send me an email and let me know what you think. If you really dig the podcast, please tell a friend. That's the best way for us. Just like tell a friend. Like, hey, this podcast is really good. There's lots of good information. They're doing this interesting thing. And I, and I think you should follow it. And that'll help us grow. All right? Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Episodes every Monday. Peace.